0: Alhamdulillah, لله، نحمده ونستعينه and ونستهديه، ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا. من Allah الله فلا مضل and ومن sins of our sins. Whoever is in love, إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له، وأن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله. بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغمة وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهداة وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى أصحابه وعلى من تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون all praise is belonging to Allah Azza wa Jal. May the peace and blessings be upon His beloved, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and upon His family, and upon His companions, and upon all those who follow His guidance, and upon His followers until the day of judgment. Allahumma Ameen. Allahumma Ameen. Amma ba we pray to Allah Azza wa Jal, as we've been praying day and night, week to week, for our brothers and sisters in Gaza, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them a swift victory over their oppressors. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept their shuhada. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to make their hearts firm and give them resilience and strength and yaqeen, enduring patience. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to is- inspire us through them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us iman like the iman of the people of Gaza. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make what's happening in Gaza and in Palestine a source of great change for the Ummah of Muhammad wasallam in the East and West. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a means for removal of oppression from the lands and the establishment of justice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to see the victory of the Ummah of Muhammad wasallam in our lifetimes and guidance spreading to the corners of this earth and justice prevailing over falsehood. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen. Ama ba Brothers and sisters, as we continue to reflect on the scenes from Gaza and how this is supposed to lead to a transformation within every single one of us, as we continue to reflect on the roadmap for real change, sustained change, for the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu on a grander scale, all of us need to be taking what's happening now very, very personally. Meaning I need to bring it back deep within my soul. What am I supposed to be learning? How am I supposed to be changing in the way I operate individually? And how are we supposed to change in the way we operate as a community? We've been speaking about this for several khutbahs because there are so many different aspects to this reality. As we said, historically, Al-Aqsa and Bait al-Maqdis, Jerusalem, was at the center of previous revivals of the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu One of these most notable revivals of the Ummah was during the time of Salah al-Din al-Ayubi. And we said that there was a generation, a generational change that led to the liberation of Jerusalem during the time of Salah ad-Din. It was a generation that did it. And this generation had certain characteristics. These characteristics apply to every aspect of life. We said what we're going through did not start with Gaza, and it will not end with Gaza. What's happening in Gaza is symptomatic of something bigger that the Ummah of Muhammad وسلم, has been facing in the modern era for the past hundred years. 100 plus years. And brothers and sisters, we each have a role to play. One of the things we mentioned in the khutbah last week is Gaza is inspiring the world because it's at peace with itself. Yeah, sure. The amount of bombs that have been thrown at this 25-mile strip are more than any, any, any other strip of land on the face of this earth. Since before World War II and even World War I, no plot of land has ever had this much amount of bombs sent down upon it from the sky. Brothers and sisters, that's all true. But yet we see that Gaza is at peace with with itself. We see a certain consistency in the response to pain and tragedy. The iman of the people of Gaza, everyone could see it. Whether you're Muslim or non-Muslim, you could see the iman of the people of Gaza. You see it highlighted in such a beautiful way. You don't see looting. You don't see gangs. You don't see mobs. You don't see people raising the white flag, surrendering with a sense of cowardice and weakness. No, you don't see that. And that's something that needs to... Make us all reflect and reflect deeply because this is something, it's an anomaly. It's not something ordinary to see that. We're past the 20,000 mile mark for the death toll and the amount of people that have died in Gaza. We're past many different mile markers in terms of the amount of buildings that have died, the amount of children that have been killed, the amount of uh, women that have been killed. We're past a lot of this. What needs to change about me? Last week, we started speaking about how Gaza exposes the dunya. And we spoke about that in a full khutbah, worldliness, and all of the grudges, toxic attachments, the fear, the opportunism, and the luxury that's attached with toxic worldliness. We spoke about how we need to be a people that embody truth. And we spoke about that in a full khutbah, in terms of being sincere, genuine. Being authentic in all of our dealings with each other. If I can't be authentic with the person I'm buying and selling with, how on earth could I claim to be a person who really wants justice to spread in the world and I want justice for the people of Gaza if I can't even apply it with how I spend my dollar and how I take my dollar, right? Am I selfish or am I selfless? That's a question that was posed last week and I want to explore a little further today. How much time is dedicated, dedicated to me, myself, and I? Is my week really colored with doing things for other people that I'm not benefiting from? I'm not getting anything out of this. I just want to be a servant of humanity just like Muhammad was a servant of humanity. These are the characteristics that really change people. They change society. Selflessness was something That highlighted message of all the prophets, right? Anything I ask for you to do, it's for your own good, for your own sake. The prophets weren't callers to themselves, they were callers to Allah, and they sacrificed everything that Allah put at their disposal in the way of that. They were utterly selfless people. That's the hallmark of prophethood. Do I possess? So, this is selflessness is on one end. The other thing I want to think about and reflect with you on is do I possess lofty concerns? How can I start elevating and refining what really concerns me? What really matters to me? Does the ummah really matter to me? How much time does it take? How much timeshare does it have from my day or from my week? Is that something that's even on my list of priorities? I need to start thinking in this way. Having this concern for the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi manifests through many different things. Exposing the beauty of Islam to others is one. Building real bonds with your brothers, with your sisters, not your blood brothers or your blood sisters, with your brothers in Iman is another. Being a fulfiller of needs, qadil hajat, that's the sign of someone who really cares about the Ummah. qadil hajat, this was another feature of Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi wa He was someone who really fulfilled the needs of those in need. Am I that? Does that express me in any way? Brothers and sisters, there was a interesting conversation I had in this past week with a group of high schoolers. It was a bizarre response that I didn't expect. Especially with us being in a certain mindset for Two plus months. I asked them, we were speaking about fear. And we were reflecting on is fear, something good. Uh, sorry, we were speaking about anger. Is anger something good or is it something bad? Is it a good characteristic or is it a negative one? We were reflecting on this. And one of the questions I asked was, Does what ha- what's happening in Gaza make you angry? Does it make you angry? Now I thought it was a redundant question. Obvious response. How on earth could a human being, after all of what's happened, not be angry? But there was one of the kids, innocent, good kid, gave a response that he said very honestly. He said, I don't feel angry because I don't really feel connected to that place. I'm not from Gaza. My family's not from Gaza. I don't know what's happening there. I'm not watching what's happening there. Now, of course, people who are adults, older, Muslim, invested, I would hope would at least be following along what's happening in Gaza. But the reality is we have large swaths of the ummah that are stuck in certain modalities. My life is moving on. Yeah, what's happening there is a tragedy, but now I got to go find myself some dinner or I got to go to work or I got to go do this task or that task and life moves on. Brothers and sisters, I need to really feel what's happening in Gaza. I really need to feel the empathy towards others, whether it's in Gaza or in Egypt or in Iraq or in Yemen. Yemen. If I'm not someone who's really moved by something unless it affects me directly or affects my family directly, that is symbolic of deep selfishness. And this is not something scarce unfortunately in our ummah today. I really need to build that sense of empathy that Muhammad wasallam, carried for the plight of others. I need to teach my children that. Yeah, you might think that this kid, where on earth is he? Where is he living? Who's raising him? But in reality, the video games haven't disappeared. The TV shows, the movies aren't gone. Yes, the conscience of many is awakening. But I really need, if I'm going to be a sort, an agent of change in the ummah, I really, really need to live and breathe what the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu is experiencing. If I know in some corner of this ummah, people are being wrongfully imprisoned, that should hurt me. People are long forgotten. And some of our Muslim countries have been in prison for years and years and years. And no one, yeah, they were in the news for a period of time, but now with everything that's, keep, that's happening, they're long forgotten. I need to be pained by that, that should hurt me. When I know that the majority of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu doesn't have opportunity and lives in great poverty, that should pain me, it should cause me pain, and it should inform my decisions. What am I buying? What am I indulging in? What luxuries am I enjoying? These are the emotions that need to be triggered if I'm really going to be a selfless person. Who's really concerned for the ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Brothers and sisters, okay, how can I do this? One of the most spiritually empowering things that we've said you could do now. Look in the Quran and look for its application in reality. Brothers and sisters, wallahi you'll find this true. The Quran speaks to us through what's happening in Gaza. In the sense that Ayatullah Azza wa Jal Give us signs, indicators of how I should be feeling. What does iman look like when it's lived? Well, I'll give you examples of this. Beautiful examples you could find of doing this. Do this practice, brothers and sisters. Look into the Quran. I really need to see iman. The, The companions, you know what made them the greatest generation? They were the greatest generation for one reason. One reason. They had the greatest, most beautiful human being in their midst. Showing them, leading them, nurturing them. What does it mean to be a believer? I need to see Iman applied. And that's why the people of Gaza are reminding us of what Iman supposed to be all about. Brothers and sisters, if you look at Surah Ali Imran and the end of the surah, Allah gives us so many principles, so many values that we need to deeply reflect on and see how we can embody them through the battle of Uhud. Did the experience contribute to building? How did it? How did Uhud contribute to building the companions' personalities? You want to know the answer to this? Read the second half of Surah Ali Imran. And you will see what made the companions who they were. Because that's what life does sometimes. If I live with the lowly. And I'm surrounded by the lowly. What does that mean? Like lowly passions and desires. Nonsense. If I live in the midst of nonsense. Guess what I'm going to become? I'm going to become a person of nonsense. I'm going to become a person of lowly ambition. But sometimes life Trusts you into a position where you're forced to elevate your concerns. That's what we see with the people of Gaza. Their trial that came to them elevated their thoughts. Refined their concerns. They had no... Nonsense is the luxury of the people who have too much time on their hands. People of Gaza, they're faced with death right in front of their eyes. They don't have the luxury for petty nonsense. Wallahi, this petty nonsense, and I think everyone could see this. This petty nonsense that's in the mundane and trivial day-to-day life eats away at people's iman. It destroys us. The petty nonsense that comes in the form of so many different things. He said, she said, he did, he didn't do. I want this, I can't have that, I wish I had that. And so on and so forth petty nonsense. Brothers and sisters, Take a, taste this verse, taste this verse. And let it inform your emotions about Gaza. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the companions, in Surah Ali Imran, وَلَقَدْ نَصَرَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِبَدْرٍ وَأَنْتُمْ أَذِلَّهَ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ Wallahi, this verse is so powerful. When you taste it, In light of what's happening in Gaza. Allah gave you victory in Badr when you were a dhillah. When you were outwardly in terms of the dunya at a great disadvantage. You were humbled. You were weak. You had no power. You had no clout. So just link yourself with Allah. So that you may experience the, the gratitude of victory. When you consider, brothers and sisters, here's another verse to taste. When you consider the disproportionate power that oppressors wield today. Remember this verse. Beautiful. One of the most beautiful verses in light of this context in Surah Al-Imran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ سُنَنْ فَسِيرُوا فِي لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, There have been many examples before you. Travel the land. See what happened to the falsifiers, the liars, the, the fraudulent individuals, those who live falsehood, those who deny truth. Allah says this is a clear sign. For everybody, think about this. Wallahi, brothers and sisters, as we think about the falsehood that's prevailing today outwardly in the world. Think about this. This stuff won't last. There's a reminder for every oppressor. Guess what? You have your power today. If you continue in your oppression, you will not have it tomorrow. You will be humbled by history because history is the graveyard of oppressors. One of the things in this line, to the two pieces of news that bothered me, but didn't surprise me. In the past days, our government, the president, approved, he bypassed Congress, approved the sale of 14,000 tank shells, over a hundred million dollars, Utter hypocrisy of the leaders of democracy in the world. The president decides he's not even going to wait to listen to what Congress has to say. I'm going to go sell more tank shells to Israel after it's already sent down, rained upon Gaza. Over 50,000 shells from the sky. 15,000 missiles from the sky. The other news report, also in this regard, and by the way, reported by CNN, pro-Israeli news channel, says that oh, nearly 50 percent—that's 29,000 missiles that have come down upon Gaza have been unguided missiles, they're dumb bombs, that's what they call them, meaning indiscriminate bombing. The facts don't matter to the people of falsehood because they will push and push, and when it becomes known after everything is done, it won't really matter because you can't do anything about it. And the funny thing is, people in our country, the leaders of our country, are puzzled. Why is Israel using unguided missiles, 30,000 of them, just dropping them in the middle of civilians? Why? We know the answer to that. Because the people of Gaza are animals to Israel, they are unworthy of life. This is the truth that's coming to light through the sacrifices of people of Gaza. Lahi, brothers, it brings a lot of pain, brothers and sisters. But in reality, Allah teaches us through these experiences. Allah elevates our thoughts and our concerns. What concerns you? What triggers your emotions? If this is not enough, let me reflect a little bit more. Because people are starting to feel this. Their conscience is waking up. I've had many people reach out to me for different queries, questions. I feel uncomfortable about doing a wedding. In these days, because of what's happening in Gaza, some people say, People are changing their spending habits because of the idea of boycotting things, uh, companies that support Israel in one way or another. People are feeling it. They want to change. And this is a beautiful thing to see. This is something that we've never... We are in uncharted waters, unprecedented waters, unprecedented waters. And the leaders of oppression know it. They know that Israel is tearing down all of the facade of the bankruptcy of democracy that's what israel is doing brothers and sisters let's reflect more through the quran upon what's happening in Gaza. one of the powerful videos i saw the mother of the birds the mother of the birds that's what i'm going to call her this is a woman she's hovering over her few children that have passed away martyred inshallah young children one of the things she said as she was crying, uncontrollably. She said, رَبْنَا awladi, asafir fil janna." Allah took my children. They're gonna be birds in Jannah. And she's saying she feels guilty because she wishes she could be a shahida along with them. She said, I raised them well. They pray, they listen, they obey. I'm mad at myself that I wasn't martyred too. Her son, and then she goes on to say this, I named you Ayyub. She's, she's caressing her son. Wiping her hand on him and she said, I named you Ayyub because of the patience of Prophet Ayyub. And she says in the video, "Sallim ala Rasulillah sallam. Send my salam to the Prophet. Send my salam to Ammar ibn Yasir. Sabran ala Yasir. Fa Jannah. Go be with Ammar ibn Yasir. Be with the Sahaba. And send salam to your uncle who already passed away. This is, this is a scene from Gaza that needs to build my Iman. What am I concerned about? What, am I, what What? frivolous thing in dunya matters when these are the realities of life? I just need to awake my soul. What frivolous thing in dunya matters in light of all this? How can I continue to buy into deception after this reality has been exposed to me? Another scene. Think of the children of Gaza and the trauma. Wallahi, it's heart-wrenching. May Allah allow us to see a day When all of these children are avenged, their deaths avenged against their oppressors. The children of Gaza, the trauma of this child, you see see her, she's a young baby, she's sitting on the floor. She's injured and she's just shaking uncontrollably like this. Shaking, not saying a word, just shaking. This is another scene of Gaza that demolishes any facade. What am I living? What is informing my decision making? Am I a person of real empathy? Am I selfish or selfless? What am I concerned about? These are the questions. Another thing, another scene. I need, to, I need to expose myself to these things. Brothers and sisters, the rains and the floods in Jabalia and seeing people carrying a Shaheed in the middle of a flood water or, or walking out in the rain, nothing matters to these people in terms of the dunya and its fakeness. It's all fake. It's all fake. Am I going to allow it to deceive me? Another scene. there's, There's too many scenes. Look at this. This one reminds me of certain ayat in Surah Ali Imran. Seeing this father carrying his son, running in the streets, and all of the buildings are demolished, destroyed. It's like from a movie, but it's not a movie. He's carrying his son in the middle of the destruction, and he's going to his destroyed home. Why? Someone's filming him. Where, why are you going towards danger? You're running towards the danger. Where are you going? That's where the tanks are. That's where the bombing's happening. How could you run back there? And he says, I'm hoping I'm going to try to find some food in my destroyed house. I'm hoping I'm going to find something to, to eat and feed my son. Allahu Akbar. And look at this as he was talking. He said, he said, but you're running towards danger. He said, this is the people of Gaza I need to be patient. I need to have Iman. Our life is in Allah's hands. It reminds me of this ayah. No one will die unless Allah wants and decrees that they will die. How do you live that? Ask this father with this yaqeen running into danger. And brothers and sisters, then I need to think in my personal life, what triggers my fear? What am I worried about? Am I fear, fear, worried about my bank account or my business? Or, or some people, they have higher concerns. Am I worried about my 401k or my retirement account or my uh, investments and in my buildings? What am I worried about? This person, he, ta- he teaches us what Allah says in Surah Ali Imran. awliya. The shaitan, he uses his forces to trigger fear within you. Why would I be worried when I, there are people on the other side of this world who are able to look at the realities of life right in the face and you know what, just real, really be at peace. I want that peace. I want the peace of the people of Gaza. They are not a people who are fear struck. They are a people at peace with themselves even though they have bombs raining on them, they're at peace with themselves, wallahi. There are people in mansions in the most posh areas in America that don't have the peace that the people of Gaza have. That's the reality of dunya and the reality of this life, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, divine tarbiya. Allah Azza wa Jal teaches through mawaqif through realities that come in our lives. The Prophet, Allah Azza wa elevated the companions to become the Sahaba. Become the examples for all of us. When they were considering buckling in Uhud. Again, in Surah Ali Imran. Go back and read it. Too many ayat to reflect on in Surah Ali Imran. When they were about to buckle because there was news of the Prophet Sallallahu being killed. Allah elevated the companions. Don't link your mission to anything but Allah... Don't look to the presence of Muhammad among you. Will you give up if Muhammad sallallahu is not physically present with you? Is that what your message is? No, elevate yourself. If I want to become a selfless person, I need to consider the following. What makes what inspires something that's temporary and what inspires something that is permanent right now everyone's emotional or i should say most people are emotional most muslims are emotional and feel like they want to do something about gaza how can i make this feeling permanent that i really want to do something for allah do something for the ummah if i want that i need to link myself with allah because everything else everything else disappears everything else goes away everything else ends Let me learn how to link my aspirations and my purpose in this dunya with Allah, and I'll find that there'll be consistency in my behavior. It'll continue. Brothers and sisters, as we said, I need to ask myself this critical question What informs my decision making? Is it Me, myself, and I? My own private selfish thoughts? Is it the Quran? Is it the Sunnah? Is it what's happening in the Ummah? What informs my decision making? How can I learn empathy? Learning empathy, brothers and sisters, teaches selflessness. I need to learn empathy. How am I going to learn empathy? I need to experience the pain of others. If I'm in this little bubble and I never experience or get exposed to people's pains, guess what? Of course, I'm going to become a selfish person. Of course, I'm going to be a selfish person if most of my time, 90% of it, is all about me, myself, and I. Me, me. That's It's all me. How am I choosing? So, rea- in reality, selfishness is a result of time management. What am I doing with my time? Is it for Allah? Is it for service? Or is it for my personal indulgences? What do I want to live? How do I want to live? How do I want to raise my children? I need to elevate my concerns. How can I do that? Is the problem of poverty in the world my problem? I need to make it my problem. Yeah. Is the problem of oppression in the world my problem? Yes. I need to make it my problem. Because it was the problem for the Prophet. The Prophet came to change these realities that don't affect just one individual. They affect everybody. And that's how I need to start thinking. I ask Allah Azza wa to inspire us to be selfless. To inspire us to be truly concerned for the welfare of others, for the welfare of the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May Allah Azza make us agents for change. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala allow us and bless us to see the strength of truth prev- prev- prevail and the weakness of falsehood collapse upon itself. Allahumma ameen. wa antum muqinuna bil الحمد لله رب العالمين والسلام على سيدنا محمد أشرف الخلق وسيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله نفس ما قدمت لغدين. واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون أما بعد تقدم إلى الأمام الله لكم if you see any spaces in front of you uh, please fill them in so that everyone can find a space to pray insha'Allah ta'ala. jazakumullah khairan. Brothers and sisters. Selflessness. Concern. Are among the two most important characteristics that are needed. For changing the condition of the ummah today. Going back to the response of that young high schooler. That I told you in the beginning of this khutbah. I need to work on this. For myself. And I need to work on it with my children. I need to figure out ways. I need to invest in this. Brothers and sisters, nothing worthwhile in dunya comes without investing time and effort into it. Nothing worthwhile comes in this dunya without investing time and effort into it. And even if it comes without that, if you don't invest the time and effort, it will be taken from you. It will be gone. It will be gone. I need to invest in... Building these characteristics within me. Brothers and sisters, the people of Gaza have shown us amazing character. I need to learn from that. I need to incorporate it in my life. Wallahi, wallahi. If all of us in this room dealt with selflessness and concern towards each other, you will find that this will inspire certain virtues in our community. It will inspire a sense of ikhlas and sincerity. It will inspire trust. It'll inspire true brotherhood, true sisterhood. If pe- Selfishness inspires the direct opposite. It inspires mistrust. It inspires isolation. Right? If I'm going to be this selfish person and people around me are selfish people, guess what? I need to make sure I protect my little, my little plot of land on this earth and make sure no one else gets to it because I'm thinking in this selfish mind, frame of mind. I need to invest in becoming selfless. Let me figure out ways where I could truly give back to people. And you know what? I, there's a reason why someone who gives something totally for the sake of Allah, not known to anybody, not known to anybody, is going to be in the shade of Allah on the day of judgment. Why? Why? Because this sense of sincerity inspires a level of virtue that's going to bring this person up. Right? Bring this, elevate this person. In so many different ways. Wallahi, it brings so much goodness and barakah to life. There is nothing more barakah inspiring in life than being a person who truly does something for the sake of Allah. And that's what the people of Gaza are showing us. They're doing the sacrifices for the Ummah, for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to make us fall in line with that and inspire us through that. And allow us to really become better people. Wallahi, it's not something that's unattainable. It's just something that requires will. It requires will. And it requires care and concern and desire. And if I'm able to embody this, Wallahi, my life will change for the better. I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to better us to better our families. And to better our community. And to better the Ummah. I ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to make us agents for change, and to give victory to the Ummah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give izzah to the Ummah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and give dhillah to the people of falsehood and oppression. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better our condition collectively and give charge of affairs to the best of us, not the worst of us. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma fillana, urhamna, wa'afina, wa wa'tajawaz an sayyiatina. Allahumma fi saghirinana wa kabirinana wa dhakarina wa unthana wa shahidina wa ghaibina Allahumma nahyih ta Fahi fahihhi al-iman wa man amatuhu minna famituhu ala al-islam Allahumma ij'al khayra umrina akhirahu waj'al khayra amalina khowatimahu waj'al khayra ayamina yawma nalqaka fih anna amin amin wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahirabbil alamin wa aqim as-salah as a reminder uh, we pray asr immediately after Adan, which is about 10 minutes away لا إله إلا الله استقيم ويرحمني ورحمكم الله الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت
1: عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين
0: فَمَنْ
1: يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده Allah'u Allah what akbar. Allah'u akbar. Allah'u akbar. بسم الله الرحمن
0: الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين أهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت
1: عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين Umin Amin.
0: Bismillahulahman <سؤال> 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 قل يا ايها la لا اعبد ما تعبدون ولا انت معابدون ما اعبده ولا انا عابد ما عبدتم ولا انت معبدون
1: ما اعبد لكم دينكم واليدين. الله أكبر. Listen Allah for are Allah is Allah Allah Allahu السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم wa الله بسم
0: الله wa لله والسلام الله وعلى Um, Asr prayers is in about five minutes. Uh, We're going to make it then and then we'll pray immediately after that insha'Allah. There's a few things happening in the masjid today and tomorrow that you can uh, join insha'Allah. The first of these things uh, tonight, uh, we have the Friday forum event after Salat al-Isha. It's going to be with care and um, they're going to have one of their lawyers with us to It's a know your rights session in light of what's happening in Gaza. Um, uh, How can I speak about Palestine at work, at school, and what are my rights in terms of uh, speaking about the issue when it comes to work and school?